once you come at things from a place of, I want to be of service, I really want to show up for the people that are also showing up for me and waiting for me, for my message to be heard. When you switch that mentality, it really starts to allow you to make big shifts in your business and big shifts in your income. Because at the end of the day, your income is a reflection of how well you're serving that marketplace. And that's why content creation is important. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Hey there, and welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. So I wanted to chat with you today a little bit about what to do if you're feeling stuck in a rut with your content creation. I hear this so much from my clients. They either feel like, oh my God, I can't get inspired or I am just like fresh out of ideas and I don't know what to talk about or they're, you know, working themselves up to want everything to be so perfect (laughs) that they lose sight of what the point is of content creation. So I wanted to just do an episode to help you get your wheels turning with this episode, I do have a freebie upgrade for you. And it's a bunch of different questions that you can ask yourself to really get your wheels turning on like what content to create to really draw people to you to really start to get people to move from just seeing you online to actually wanting to buy from you. And so you can get that at impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash idea jogger. So it's going to take me a while maybe to get used to saying the new website. But if you haven't noticed already, we just released my brand new website just about a couple weeks ago. And it's over at impactdrivenentrepreneur.com. It's so much fun. It's been amazing and an incredible journey. And as you can see from the last three episodes where we did a series all about how to stand out online, I interviewed a lot of people that influenced me and helped me with the whole rebrand process and who really helped me to start to find my own voice and find who I really was. And I think a really nice extension of that, right, is how do we start to apply this to our daily, weekly, and monthly content plan, right? And if you don't have a content plan, maybe we can start there, right? So one of the things I really think is important is really having some sort of plan. And you don't have to stick with it like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm saying every single day for the next 90 days, right? It doesn't have to be that strict. However, if you have a general flow of how your content will go, especially how you're repurposing content, it is a game changer for your business. I know the minute I started planning my content ahead of time, what happened immediately after that was that I started planning my promotions ahead of time. And that was a game changer in terms of how people were prepped and ready to buy from me and the ability for me to convert clients quicker and realizing that in a matter of just a few weeks, I could have money coming in the door if I plan things out a little bit more strategically. And so that's the power of really starting to get ahead of your content rather than going on a daily pressure based. And I think also if we're feeling like we have to create the content based on being inspired and we have to always find that inspiration every day, it can be a lot of pressure on us. 
And so for me personally, I really enjoy planning. I know some people really, really do well with going as they go. And one little quick tip that helped me when I was like still really wanting to be really inspired all the time and do it from a place of my heart and which is always what I want to do, right? But before I got really into the planning, one of the things I did is I planned and I would put the theme, like just a real general theme on my wall calendar in my kitchen. And so every time I was passing through that, if I remembered a story that maybe my kid did, or if I remembered something else that reminded me about that general topic, I knew that was the general topic I was covering for the whole week. And I was still able to be inspired, be thoughtful in my content creation, and be coming from a place of creative flow. And that really, really helped me. So try something like that, right? If you're feeling averse to planning, try to have a loose plan and have something be visible to you so that you can get that inspiration from your daily life. Okay, so I'm going to go over several things that you can do and specifically some very, very crucial mindset shifts when you are in a funk, in a creative funk with regard to content creation, right? So there's one of them. The first one is plan ahead of time. If you have a general plan, it doesn't have to be the most rigid plan ever, but if you have a general idea, it can be a lot easier. It's kind of like when in the last episode we were talking about you want to have parameters for your creativity because it's a lot easier to be creative under parameters. I don't know if she said that on the actual podcast episode or not, but when she did a speech with us at our mastermind, that's what she talked about. And I think that was just absolutely genius. It's like if you've ever done any craft, right? Like let's say I give you a blank canvas and I'm like, do anything you want. Or if I say it's going to be a black and white picture and it's going to be with the medium, maybe we're going to use like oil paint. Okay. Now you have something to work with, right? Or it's so much easier under those constraints because you're not affected by decision fatigue. And decision fatigue, it's a real thing. I mean, I'll tell you about this in a minute. Okay. So decision fatigue is when you have so many decisions to make that it becomes exhausting. And I think recent research that I was reading was saying that like at about 200 decisions a day, you are like maxed out. Like that's the end of your energy spurt. Okay. And so once you get to have made 200 decisions per day, you're already like at exhaustion mode. Okay. As a human being, this is how we're programmed. This is what the research is saying currently. Okay. And so what's interesting is as you know, entrepreneurs, many of you are females, many of you are moms, right? And if you are in this camp, like I am, right, you're making decisions about your kids, their lunch, their food, their clothing, their, you know, your shower. Did you shower? Did you not shower? (laughs) Did you eat? Did you not eat? Did you have coffee? Did you not have coffee? Right? Like, when those are decisions that we're forced to make, once we come to the creativity place, we might have already been capped out at the 200 decisions. And so if you allow yourself to have made the decision ahead of time, that this is the content I'm going to cover this week. All week I'm talking about sales calls. It's a general enough where it's not like such a minute thing, right? But you could talk about different aspects of it, right? You can get creative within that constraint and it allows you to really have more ease and flow with your content creation, okay? So that's the first one. And it's funny because we're currently 
at a wedding right now. If you can't tell, the sound quality is a little off because I'm not using my usual podcasting mic. And then we are traveling to Buffalo. We're at a wedding for my brother-in-law. And, you know, we're here. I am also about to move across the country. And so decision fatigue is a real thing. And I think you can tell more when you're in the like big life changes like this, right? We were just, I mean, it's been kind of like a crazy couple few weeks. And that's why I wanted to do this episode about content creation because I've allowed myself to do certain things that allowed me to continue to show up, to continue to be visible during evacuating a hurricane, during traveling across the country for a wedding, during moving. And if I can do this, you can too. It's not about, oh my God, Mariana's like superwoman. No, it's like I have planned things ahead of time. I am prepared for if I need to be away from my business for a little bit. I know the things I need to focus on in order to continue to move forward, right? At the end of this, I'm not going to be the one editing this podcast episode, uploading it, putting it on my website. I have a team set up to help me. It's all a system. Okay. And if I was doing it all myself, I probably wouldn't be able to come out with this content that you're listening to right this moment. Okay. And so I also want to remind you, I think this ties in kind of nicely here is that the content that we're creating is not only to serve your business, right? So if you're coming at the content creation from how can I get sales, you're already losing because it's not really about that. It's about serving your people. And that's why I love this message about being impact driven, because I know that once you come at things from a place of, I want to be of service, I really want to show up for the people that are also showing up for me and waiting for me for my message to be heard. When you switch that mentality, it really starts to allow you to make big shifts in your business and big shifts in your income. Because at the end of the day, your income is a reflection of how well you're serving that marketplace. And that's why content creation is important. It's not just about getting stuff out there that's like, quote unquote, regular, or that is a certain way, right? Or I'm really against like the (laughs) marketing tactics and things like that. But what you can do is show up authentically, show up and be you like get rid of the fake stuff, right? And really show what you know, right? Like I think a big part of it too is, are you owning what you actually know? And feeling that abundant feeling around your content, right? That it's okay for you to come out with really good, really high quality content because there is so much more where that came from. When they enter your paid program, there's going to be a whole lot more that they're going to gain from either having a system, if it's a course, right, it's probably a system that you sell, right, rather than just like a quick tip. And so therefore, that's inherently way more valuable. Or if it's the coaching, right, your coaching applied to their business, or your consulting applied to their business is so much more valuable than just having the five tips on a blog post, or podcast episode or video, whatever you choose to go with. So I think that's a big piece of it, right? Is are you feeling abundant with the ideas, your knowledge, your brain, like your ability to come up with stuff? Because once you get into that flow and you go at it from service, it totally changes the game. 
And that allows you to show up because I can't tell you how many people I've worked with that they're really stuck struggling to get visible. They're like, I don't want it to be about me or I'm afraid. And it's like, but what if you made it about them? What if you just made it about, let me help at least one person with this post today. If I can help one person, mission accomplished, right? It's not about having a hundred people, 200 people, a hundred thousand people view a single post of yours. It's about helping one person. And when you switch to that mentality, it becomes easier to show up, right? Just as you are. It allows you to be just yourself, right? Because you're not trying to quote unquote impress anybody. You're just allowing your message for the day or for the week or your inspired message serve somebody else. So that is another piece of it, right? Is are you allowing yourself to come at your content from a place of service? So the first thing we talked about is planning. And I know my type A people who are kind of like me might go a little crazy on that one. And so I want you to let yourself also have some grace around your content creation, have some grace around planning, and also give yourself grace in every aspect of your content. Okay. Number two, we talked about was focusing on serving, right? So focus on serving your clients rather than it being or feeling like it's about you because it's never about you. It's about how well you can serve them and helping people. And so those are the first two. Now, this one was inspired by one of my gorgeous and amazing clients who's doing just so well. She just had a beautiful webinar that has done really, really well after really struggling with her webinars when she came to me. And when we started working together, I had her laser focused on this webinar. She, you know, got her systems up and she is finally started making sales with the webinar. And it was beautiful because it's so tempting, right? When you're getting something up there, especially if it's like a webinar where you're going into more like of a scaled business model, right? So you're going from serving one person at a time through discovery calls and coaching to you want to go to selling products and programs and maybe group coaching, right? That's what we call scaling. And so when you're going from one-on-one selling to selling one-to-many, it can be a little bit of a struggle, right? Because you're now trying to take the message from that work from one-on-one to one-to-many and the wording has to be just right, right? The copy has to be on point. There's so many aspects of it that have to be tweaked and played around with. And so for her, it was kind of tempting for her to be like, but I don't know, should I do a different webinar? Should I change my topic, right? We went through all of that and I had her laser focused on this one webinar system and I was like, just trust it. You know, we looked at the numbers, even though one of the earlier ones, it didn't have a lot of sales, but we knew exactly what we needed to change based on all the numbers. And I'm like, no, we can go back in, we can change these couple few things and you're going to have a working webinar in no time. And sure enough, she had a launch last week and sold four copies of her course on with just a single webinar presentation. So clearly, right, she's moving in that direction. And now we're laser focusing again, right? She's tempted to, okay, when can I make my next course? And it's like, no, 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 right? We need to zero in on this first. Let's scale it. Let's see how we do with cold traffic, right? There's a whole system that I use for scaling. And so we're working on getting that out to cold traffic and, and going out. 
right? And so part of her struggle this week and why I wanted to share this with you is when things are going great in our business, sometimes, sometimes we're like, oh my God, right? Like we need to almost create a problem. And so she's like, I'm not feeling inspired with my content. I'm not sure what to create content about. I don't want to feel like a broken record. I can't tell you how many of my clients feel this, right? They're like, I'm already here doing the webinar and I'm already saying, you know, X, Y, Z. How can I go out back to my content and say X, Y, Z again, right? It starts to feel repetitive. And if you're feeling that repetitive feeling, I want you to notice that that's actually a freaking amazing thing. Here's why. If you want to be known for something, then you must say it over and over and over and over and over again. It's kind of like when you have famous artists, right? I was just watching, you know, those videos. I can't remember the guy's name, but he like sings in the car with the celebrities. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. And so the guy sings with the celebrities in the car and it's super fun. But those celebrities sing the same song over and over and over and over and over again. And it is totally what they're known for, right? If you hear an Adele song, you know it's an Adele song. Why? Because she's saying it on stage over and over again. She's had the song on the radio, right? Like you've heard it on the radio over and over and over and over again. She is known for her song because of that repetitiveness. And so whatever your message is, it's okay for you to repeat it multiple places in multiple ways, right? Maybe you put a slightly different slant on it, but at the end of the day, it's always your core message. For me, with the new brand, right, with this rebrand I've been working on, it's all about service, right? Earlier in this episode, I mentioned if you're not feeling like you're doing this about service, then there's a problem, right? And that's what we want it to be, right? It's all about service. And that is the core of my message, right? That is the core of who I am. I mean, since I was a kid, I've wanted to help people and I've been very, very motivated to help people. I was a nurse. Everything in my life has been around this one topic. And I'm not saying that whatever your business is, you have to have it be based like since you were a kid. However, what I am saying is that if you need it, here is 120% permission to be repetitive. And we had a speaker at one of my masterminds a few months ago. And one of the things that she said, she was a copywriter and she was like, if you're being repetitive, you know that your message is actually getting to your people. The moment you change, the moment they get confused and the moment that they are like, I don't understand what this person does. And you don't want that, right? And so we are as content creators, one of the things that we're trying to do is let's get our content to be authoritative, right? Let's be known for something. That's what everybody wants. But it is so tempting with shiny object syndrome and feeling like, oh my God, I don't know. Should I go this way? I don't know. Should I go that way? Right? I don't know. This is kind of boring now. (laughs) It is so tempting to try to change again. And what I want you to do is focus on the same core message So let's say you're focusing on sales and your core message is sales can be fun. Okay. Sales can be fun. That's your core message. Well, what if you start going and talking about something completely different, right? Like self-care. 
I want you to always tie it back to how sales is fun, right? Maybe when you take care of yourself, sales can be fun because it can also be light and you're pouring into somebody else's cup, right? But I want you to always tie everything right back to your core message. And this is a concept that I talk about in way more depth inside my Consistently Visible course, but really always tie it back to your core message. If you don't know what your core message is, you can link up to the Consistently Visible course in the podcast and you can check that out if that feels like a good fit for you. Okay, so anyways, what else? So number one, we're going to be planning things ahead of time, right? Number two, being of service. And number three is permission to be repetitive. It's okay if you repeat your message so that your people can truly absorb it. And the last thing I think that is really, really important, and I sort of touched on it when I talked about having a plan for your content and stuff. And this is, I want you to have a plan for repurposing. So let's say you had this really amazing idea, a really amazing way that you created like a concept in your business. Like example, a few years ago, I think it was a year ago or so. I wrote a blog post that was about five ways to really stay focused while you're on Facebook. So that was a really awesome blog post because I used an acronym and I just kind of like thought of it as I was writing. It wasn't something that was part of a course. It was just something that I was like, oh, let's do it with an acronym. I think it will be fun. And that has since then, it was the acronym was focus. And each of the words of the acronym stood for one of the things you were going to do while you were on Facebook so that you could stay really, really focused. And that blog post, right, I ended up having that be featured in another girl's course. She was like, is it okay if I reference this blog post? Because I really, really use this stuff and it worked really well for me. I was like, of course, right? I took bits of that blog post and I put it on social media posts. I put it on Instagram when I was more active on Instagram. I haven't been that much lately, but little quotes, right? Like how can you repurpose the content that you are creating that is already like genius, right? And I'm not saying you have to repurpose every single piece of content. It would be great if you did, but there are ways that you can repurpose content that you already have. And I think another thing I did was I created that as a Facebook live one time. And so I ended up embedding that into the post, if I remember correctly. But at any rate, right, what I want you to think about is how can I start to repurpose more? And when I talk about repurposing, what I don't want you to do is to be on like 20 platforms just because you can repurpose. I don't think that's a really super smart strategy. And the reason for that is this whole focus thing and this like mastery, kind of like how I was talking about with that with her webinar, right? If she is doing 20 things, she can't focus on really getting this one webinar really good. The same thing happens for social media. If you're doing too many social media outlets, you can't get one to like where it's working really, really well for you. And even on Facebook, this has happened to me. And this is why I share this message with you because I have fumbled through this before. When you are spread too thin on too many platforms, even on Facebook, right? Like you can do Facebook lives, you could do a Facebook group, you can do Facebook like page, you can do your personal page. There is just so many things that you can do just within Facebook. 
And so for me, one of my focuses this year has been, I'm just zeroing in. I dropped Pinterest. I dropped Instagram. I dropped everything. And I'm going all in on Facebook. That means I'm spending money on Facebook ads. That means I'm, you know, really working on my Facebook group. That means I'm really changing the way I'm doing my posts. So we keep analytics on every post that we post. And my posts kind of like stopped working as well. And so I had to just change up the strategy. And in case you're wondering, like, what helped, right? Like, what did I have to do differently? A few years ago, when I first started, what was working really well was super long posts and a lot of story and just like opinions, right? And then just kind of leaving it. Those were working really well. And the call to action might be like private message me or, you know, let's chat about this or whatever. And now what's working for me personally is shorter posts with a question at the end, right? And the image being the question that I want them to answer. And it's getting a lot more engagement for me. Is it me? Is it Facebook? I have no idea. But all I know is that's what's working for me. So if you're not tracking your metrics, start doing that today. Again, we go over that in the consistently visible solution and an impact formula and with all my coaching clients. Like, I don't want you to be making decisions about what's working and what's not based on feeling. And the reason for that is one of my best friends, she was like, oh my God, Mariana, I feel like my group is sucking. Like it's not doing well. I just really feel like people aren't engaging with me and I don't know what's wrong with me. And I go look at her group because she, I had been a guest expert in her group a couple months prior and I still had access to like all the back end of her stuff in her Facebook group. And I look and I'm like, look at your freaking analytics. Her posts were getting like 30, 40 people engaging posts. And I'm like, I think you're doing okay. Look at what the numbers are saying. Her group had grown. I think it was like 120% in the last week. I was like, okay, you are getting requests. People are asking to join. They are commenting on your stuff. Had she just gone on a feeling? And here's where the feeling was coming from. I'm going to get to that in a second, right? Had she just gone on it from a feeling, she would be like, oh my God, I need to close down my Facebook group. It's not working, whatever. And when we looked at the data, I'm like, okay, your Facebook group is growing. It's grown really, really well in the last week and especially well in the last month or so. You're getting comments, as many as 40 comments on a single Facebook post and whatever. And so we explored what's really going on. And what it was is she was comparing herself to somebody else and somebody else who was getting like a hundred comments on their thing and was doing this and doing that and getting clients from here and there. And that was really the problem. And so I like to track metrics because it allows me to have an objective opinion that is not based on my brain making up a story about what might or might not be happening. Okay. So sorry, I guess I'm adding a fifth tip in here about metrics, but that's definitely one of my tangents because I think it's so important that we base our decisions especially big ones on metrics and numbers and not on our feeling unless we're tuning into our gut and are like, do I even want this? If you don't want it, by all means, go ahead and close it, right? Or go ahead and do the thing. But if you're making up a story, look at the data, look at the data. Okay. So that is pretty much it for this episode. Again, if you are feeling like you're in a content creation rut, I want you to download the downloadable PDF. It's 11 questions to help you 
get some content ideas going. It's an idea jogger. The purpose of it is for you to start to really feel into some content that you can create to connect with your clients and generate more sales. Because when you're answering questions that your potential clients might be having, it actually helps you to drive up your conversions and your sales. And then just to recap, right? I'm just going to recap all of the points, right? Number one, start to plan your content ahead of time and be okay with it being a loose plan. Or if you feel like you want something more rigid, go ahead, but give yourself grace around the plan and like really work that plan. Number two was be of service to your people. The more you focus it on being of service rather than feeling like the show all about you, the easier it is for you to continue to show up and the easier it is for you to really connect with the people, which is also a big part of content creation. Realize that you have an abundance of ideas. You have an abundance of an ability to help somebody. And that by you showing up in a short blog post or whatever it is you're doing, right? A poster, a video, by no means does that take away from anybody working with you. In fact, I would say the more you're generous, right? There is more abundance behind that. That also comes back to you in way of clients and sales and all of that. Okay. So abundance, permission to be a broken record. Oh my gosh, permission, permission, permission. Just go and spread your message and be the Adele, right? Like go be like Michael Jackson, right? When you think of him, you already start to think of his songs because of that repetitive nature. So permission to be repetitive, permission to be a broken record. And also remembering to zero in and focus, right? You can repurpose content across multiple platforms, across multiple things, but just be focused and really fine tune a handful, maybe a one or two platforms, really master them. And if it's a platform like Facebook, right, decide on what it would be, right? Is it going to be Facebook group, Facebook page? Maybe you have a season for Facebook group, a season for Facebook page, right? A season for personal page, however you want to split it up. But I don't want you to spread yourself out too thin. I would rather you be really, really focused and really, really masterful and doing great with one or two platforms than to be everywhere. And then lastly, we talked about looking at data, making the decisions based on data and starting to track the data if you're not already and really using that to drive your decisions about, okay, am I pulling away from this platform or that platform or whatever? Or is this type of post even working? Should I try to change up my strategy? And it's okay for you to change strategies. It's totally okay and will probably happen because social media changes so quickly. So that is it for today. Be sure to go to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash idea jogger to get your 11 questions to get your ideas going when you're in a content creation funk. I hope that this episode helped you to get a lot of ideas for how to get out of the funk. And then the idea jogger will help you to actually form those ideas. Have an awesome day.